Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up? This will be a heavily listened to episode of Williams and Plume. Let's face it, they all are, because you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for uh, consuming all of our content here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network, specifically this radio show. Radio show, this isn't a radio show, but you know what I mean. We um, started doing this during the pandemic, and our friend Chris Clover at Mechdyne loved what we were doing so much on Sunday nights. He was like, how do we make this a regular thing? And uh, Mechdyne stepped up to sponsor it. Check them out at mechdyne.com. Just a phenomenal company. You see their fingerprints all over. You know, just every time I drive up the Ames around Jack Trice Stadium and Hilton Coliseum, I'm just blown away by how far everything has come. One of my favorite things, driving out of Hilton Coliseum, and you look over and you see the football complex with all the bright colors. All that AV technology, baby, that comes from Mechdyne. They're located in Marshalltown. Just a phenomenal company, and uh, I would encourage you to go to their job page today. I also, on a, on a serious note, uh, we talk about our friend Hope Wood, uh, she is an estate planning lawyer in Des Moines and a friend of ours. I, on a serious note here, I actually I heard a story the other day about, it was unfortunately, a friend of mine that was lost too, too soon in his 60s and uh, did not have a will put together and makes things just extremely, it's such a sad time and it's such a hard time and it makes things way more difficult on your family. We kind of kid around about being Iowa State fans and having heart attacks and whatnot. Uh, It's no laughing matter, to be honest. Go to HopeWoodJD.com and um, tell her Cyclone Fanatic sent you. She she has her will in a day. You can secure your future with an attorney you can trust. And I promise you, she's she is good people. I know her and her husband quite well and uh, really good people. Go to HopeWoodJD.com. And I'm going to be honest with you. I absolutely need to do that myself. I am I am guilty of that. And that, that will be a New Year's resolution for me. I got to get that done for my family. All right. Um, let's bring him in. A man who I'm sure has plenty of opinions tonight. Brent Bloom joins me here and let's fire up some English. Little horns. Not sure I like horns today. Oh, oh, but that's, that's okay. My bad. That's all right. Bom, it's different bom, kind of horns. Bom, bom. Different kind of horns. Devoted, devouring, delicious, a sin 
Uh, let's let's get after it. Lots to get to here tonight. Uh, if you're listening on Monday morning, how are you today, Bloom? I'm all right. I'm all right. Actually, really fun day of college football watching. If I'm going to be candid. Yeah, it's it kind of kind of sullied by well, the, the way it started, but yeah, uh, just entertainment out know. there. College football is going to be okay. Yeah, no, it was a it was a great weekend for that. It just everything's kind of yeah, after Iowa State it's loses. It's like when you the problem with the eleven the eleven a.m. game is either great yeah. or a drag because it's like the uh, first game in the NCAA tournament. If you win it, <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great because like yeah, I soaking it all in. Yeah, I'm gonna look, bet on everything. Look at my bracket. And if you lose, it's like I don't want to watch anymore. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Like when Iowa State lost to UAB, ruined the whole tournament. Bowl season's kind of the same way. I was thinking about that today. Like if Iowa State playing a bowl game or not, it makes it so much more fun. Oh, absolutely. Like when you're doing the bowl yeah. thing, like I just get to six and six, boys. This guy, it, well, and then, <laughs> honestly, I think for a lot of fans, that is that is the Christmas vacation, right? Mm-hmm. It's the holiday vacation is being able to go to a bowl game and follow Iowa State. And so, you know. And you just for a pure entertainment standpoint, uh, let's get some wins. Bet man, what a what another man! This story, uh, this season has just been full of stories, up it's and down a, and all around. It's been a bit of a meat grinder. Meat of a grinder, year. exactly. Not I'm a glad. For, I'm glad for a bye week. We all need to just well, have a reset. I think we'll, we'll get into everything. But man, what a um, that. That was the best Iowa State's played all year, right? Oh, no question. I thought that was their best game, even and, even despite a loss. And that's why it's like, man, you did so many great things, and yet you didn't win. So, uh, you know, it's, that's the finality of, of sports in general. That's why it's it's hard. Is like, at the end of the day, you're judged by wins and losses, but Iowa State played great against the team. See, did you see the FPI rankings? Texas is up to, I think, number four in the nation in the FPI rankings, and you had them dead to rights at home. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot you can be proud of of this team. And I think that the majority of the fan base says, gosh, love the effort. Got to fix some mistakes again. But then uh, some of the frustrating ways for that game to end. And it was just it was it compounded this this whole four game losing streak because some weird things have happened both from Iowa State's end and out of their control. And it just seems to be almost like enough is enough. You know, on its own, mm-hmm. that targeting thing is like, all right, like. But you throw that on top of what happened against Baylor, uh, some of the stuff against Kansas, the K-State loss that you probably had a chance to win to. It's just like, gosh, can we just just need a win? You just need something positive to happen. And instead, so you see that field judge jumping gleefully into the play, pointing the other direction. <laughs> the whole the whole tone yesterday was set poorly from the beginning oh, of yeah, broadcast. that broadcast. Oh, yeah, propaganda. The, what are we doing? I've never seen the sideline reporter in the. Stu- I've seen the sideline reporter in the student section before. That's that's kind of a thing. I've never seen one doing the hook 'em horn. Right. Yeah, right. It, or, or they're with the. It, and that they had a five minute open. I went back and watched it. They mentioned Iowa State twice. And they it's like, oh yeah. By the way, Texas, Texas is playing Matt Wells in Iowa State. It's like, come on, guys. Like I understand. Yeah, it, it they, clearly they thought that would not be competitive, and so they had this all this ammo prepped on Texas and how great Texas being back is. And then Iowa State made it a game. It's like, oh no, what do we do now? We have no material in Iowa State. We think it's Matt Wells and what did they call him? Like uh, Jaron Knoll? I mean, he just it was a bad, just a bad broadcast. It was weird. He's had, usually a much better play-by-play guy. Yeah, Mark. I mean, normally, I don't mind Mark Jones. Sometimes he's corny. I mean, he's the guy that did the whole fish grease thing during the Hoiberg era. 
But I, I got to a point where I, I was 10 seconds off of my delay. I had to have Walters and Hefton. I was like, I can't take it. I, I was I at couldn't our take it anymore. game watch at Fong's, which was a blast, by the way. If you haven't been to one of our that. game watches, you should totally do that. I That's the way to do a road game for me. Um, well, let's just dig right in on the, on the targeting yes, thing. Yes, please. I, I want to give you my... Yeah, give me your thoughts. Well, here's the deal. In like if if Chris Williams is the czar of college football, mm-hmm. which I'm clearly not, that's not targeting, okay? Or maybe it is, and it's like a flagrant one or whatever. But okay. that's like I just in my world, if I'm the commission of football, we have a, where that's not targeting. However, in the current world, in which Bo Freeler's getting tossed out of games, and I was talking with Hassel about this as we were prepping for our show tonight. Like Iowa State fans are so there's so much callous built up now, right? Because of this particular rule and losing guys, and then like, did you watch West Virginia Baylor the other night? Yes. They, I mean, th- there's just I said this after Bo got kicked out of the Baylor game. All fans want is consistency, and I'm here to tell you that there is no consistency, and that's the problem. This became a national thing yesterday, not just the Iowa State one, but across the board. Nobody knows what it is because it's so different from game to game. Um, So by the rule of the law and the way it is now, yes, that should have been targeting. Um, I I personally don't think that that kid did anything. um, He wasn't trying to injure Hunter or anything like that, whatever. Um, I do think the ball was coming loose. I do think it was a fumble. Um, But again, like the problem, when you're an Iowa State fan, and this is why I have sympathy for Iowa State fans in this, and everybody Mm -hmm. makes fun of us because they're like, oh, all you guys do is bitch about the ref. Well, a couple things here. Like, one, you're already scorned because of this rule, and you've gotten some pretty tough breaks on this. For years. Years in a row. Two, it's Texas. The long history of Texas in the Big 12. Three, the way that thing set the tone yesterday, we're already bent out of shape going into this because of what the hell was Robert Griffin the third steal? You would think that he would hate <laughs> yeah, he Texas, Baylor, right? Like you, like what in the Flash hell? And hook of horns. Yeah, it was bizarre. Four, <laughs> and, and this is where, like to me, where this was the biggest thing, where they, according to Randy Peterson, who spoke with the Big Twelve office, the official made the wrong this statement spoke. on the field. Which happens a lot. Um, the The problem was nobody knew that, and including the Iowa State coaches. Correct. So Matt Campbell celebrating after the guy says ruling on the field stands because they he said originally said that the I was <laughs> I was so confused. Again, I'm in a game watch, so we we don't have great sound. I didn't even I thought the ruling on the field was a fumble, and I thought we were reviewing this, hoping for a target. I had no idea. I was so freaking confused, but my whole thing is at the end of the day, I don't know how you can blame Iowa state fans for being a little bit, you know, with your spider sense peaking up at this point with, with with the opponent being Texas, especially there you go. That's my take. No, I think that's, that's dead on. So yeah, this is built up over time. And I think it really started. What was it? The the Alamo bowl against Washington state. Remember when any Wazirike and Willie Harvey both got ejected. Yeah, I do. I have forgotten. That's where it was very like minor, like super nitpicky stuff. And then I Young in the big 12 championship on the first play, 
uh, you know, this, it's, this is trended over time where it always seems like Iowa State's on the weird end of this thing. And the problem Which, with... again, like, those shouldn't have been targeting. Like, what happened to... Decker's yesterday was exponentially worse than any oh, of way us. more dangerous. Yeah. And there's, yeah. there's some great screen grabs. Uh, I'm going to actually, as we record this, while I record this, I'm going to, uh, I'll, I'll throw it out on my Twitter here later today. I think so. There's my thoughts on this are we've allowed this rule in, in one way to be too subjective for the officials, but yet, uh, too by the book. If that, like it, it's both because one, I don't like the fact that you've talked about this. I think it's a great point. That's all or nothing for targeting. It's targeting mm-hmm. and it's 15 yards and an ejection. What I like about college basketball is there are different merits of you can get a flagrant one than a flagrant two. There is nowhere now in the rule book where you can get like a, a targeting one where it's just 15 yards. But and if you look at the rule, right? There's, there's the, the crown of the helmet, and then there's the defenseless player. And there are a lot of qualifications, which I don't think people realize, for what constitutes a defenseless player. A quarterback is a defenseless player when throwing the ball, but not when running. And so I think, honestly, up by rule of the just flat out black and white, you can look at this and you, somebody can interpret and go, yeah, that's not targeting. Because... Mm-hmm. In order for that to be targeting against Deckers, because he's considered a runner in that situation, he has to be hit with the crown of the helmet. Now, at the same time, why is it that, I mean, at, at some point, he's defenseless if, here's the, here are the rules, a player's throwing a pass, a receiver's attempting to catch a forward pass, a kicker's in the act of just kicking a, kicking a kick, a kick returner, a player on the ground which you could argue was he on the ground then when this hit happened, a player who's out of the play, a player who receives a blindside block, a ball carrier, this is what struck me, a ball carrier already in the grasp of an opponent and whose forward progress has been stopped. You could argue that Deckers at that point is defenseless because he's he's stopped yeah. by that initial guy. And then the second guy comes in, actually, if you can see it on the slow-mo, I'm going to tweet it, he punches him in the head. Mm-hmm. He literally, he didn't hit him with his helmet. He punched him in his head. Which you see a lot less called, right? When, And those are the ones that, like, the unnecessary contact to the yeah, head. It, it, and people it, are like, oh, come on, he barely touched him. But yeah, that's the but rule that's of the, the law. Yeah. When you're defenseless. So, I mean, you could argue he was defenseless and that that should have been targeting for that standpoint. But the way they looked at it, they said, no, in our subjective opinion, it was not the crown of the helmet. He was not defenseless. Therefore, it's a play on. And my thing is, like, we got to give officials... I don't blame them entirely because they don't know Neither what do they I. don't know what it is. But you got to give them some some leeway They're here. They're just throwing darts, man. It, and it's like, sorry, gosh, I know you're no, a rough guy. No, but these guys true. are. They don't know. They have no idea. And so, if the rule is that cut and dry, and you look at all those things, it's like, well, it's not, it's not uh, forcible contact with the crown of the helmet, and I can't throw the flag. But then, clearly, there as Ben Bruns astutely put on the Iowa Everywhere podcast, which I thought was phenomenal. There is clear either Hunter Deckers is the best actor of all time, yeah. or there is trauma to the head and neck area. And yet we're going to throw a flag for, you know, maybe laying on top of Quinn Ewers on one end, but we're not calling a flag when a guy gets punched in the head in a violent collision. Mm-hmm. No, you're like, right. Like it's just, yeah. it's, it's, what's the old quote by the Supreme Court justice about obscenity? <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I know it when I see it. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, 
that should be at least, at least be a necessary roughness. You can't just wind up and hit a guy in the head during a tackle. You're right. But yet, but yet because he's a def- he's not considered defenseless and he's a running player, it's a play on. And yet, the, I don't know. It's just we've we've almost gotten overly complicated. We've added so many layers to this rule. It has to check this, 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 and this. When if you could just be able to say, all right, that's unnecessary roughness. That was way too violent. Throw the flag. You're not ejected. You're exactly right. You're not ejected. Yeah. But play on 15 yards in a, in a first down instead. We got to go through this thing like it's the Sapruder film of like, well, did he lead with his helmet? Did he launch with his hips level? And it's that, like, it, what are we doing here? And it gets so nauseating on social media because like all these fans, some Iowa State fans, some not Iowa State fans, I get like there's trolls involved here. They're trying to act like they know. Oh, what right. this rule is. Yeah. The no. guy, the refs don't even know. Watch the games. Like, watch, sit down and watch any game. 10 college football games. I don't care which ones you pick. Preferably do it across other. They have no idea. Like, what's targeting in one game is like not even targeting the next quarter. These guys have no idea. And I, I, I blame the last 15 years and how this has been dealt with more than I blame like the officials in yesterday's game. I just think they're on, they're on ice out there. I think it's an impossible situation. Yeah. We've put these guys in this spot and man, I learned some stuff. I'm going to write about this a little bit this week from on cyclone fanatic premium, which you should totally subscribe. It really helps us out as a company. We can pay our people better and we do better work for you all. Um, But I, I learned some stuff about, the Kansas game and what was going on down on the field between Iowa State's State's sideline and the officiating. And it's just maddening. The only reason I say this is like, again, I'll reference Bruns. The the Big 12, and if you watch the Baylor-West Virginia game on Thursday night, it was horrific too. The Big 12 is really taking a step back and officiating. And, and I, I truly, truly believe well, that. It, it, it's gotten really, really bad and to the point of like borderline incompetence when it comes to standard things. And I know that's what's bothered you yes. so much this year. Thank you. Less, less about the like big targeting because that's hard. Pass interference is hard. It's the standard stuff that should be every day. It's They've the, gotten a lot worse. It, and so the problem is what it comes down to, and I get it because I was like, dude, do I just need to step back from Twitter here? Because it just seems like, and the, the, the retort you'll get from some people is like, gosh, all you guys do is complain after a loss. You never hear it after a win. It's like, I maybe, but it's been so bad lately. Mm-hmm. I didn't complain over the, after the K-State game. That was, that yeah, was that, no, I, would, I would say lost the game. Like, yeah. But when you miss obvious stuff, same with and, the Kansas game. Like, it was that damn where they reviewed the penalty. Yes. Like, that's the they, stuff that makes fans think the world is out to get you. And that type of crap builds up to people being pissed like this. And legitimately, there was a uh, – maybe you'll talk about this. There was a bat phone. Dallas got involved in that game. Like yeah. Somebody in Dallas was involved that's in that That's what makes it even more egregious. Goat rodeo. And yet, the guys on the field had it right. It was the idiots in Dallas that screwed all that up. Screwed up. I, it, and it's sorry. It's you're not idiots, no, Mr. Big Twelve. It's just frustrating just because to, I've heard the new director of officiating is not exactly what the last guy was. Interesting. Well, so there's been a lot of turnover. There's been a lot of turnover. Mm-hmm. So this, uh, it, you've like we talked about, was it three weeks ago? The Big Twelve lost arguably its top five offici- officiating referees. And so they promoted some guys up. They grabbed some from the Mountain West. They grabbed some from the Pac-12. 
the Baylor guy came from the Sun Belt. Like they, you, you're recruiting from somewhere. They're just not as good as mm-hmm. they used to be. And I think you're seeing that on the field where Matt had a great quote after the game. He's like, he has no I idea. Don't even know. Yeah, he has no like, idea. He, he didn't. He wasn't even mad about it. He's like, it just, it's not worth my time to be upset because I can't even get clarification. That's my plea to you if you're listening to this and you're the guy on Twitter acting like you know exactly what targeting is. No, you don't. And that's nobody does. And again, it's frustrating because it's it's like it's different from game to game. And and what that brings in when there's so much inconsistency in the application of the rule, then you bring in the conspiracy stuff. Yeah, and And like I I don't think anybody (laughs) went into that game thinking we're going to screw Iowa State today. I truly don't. Like I don't believe in that. I mean the the Tim Donahue's of the world get all the that, that is so few and far between. I don't believe, but I don't necessarily blame fans either. Mm-hmm. After all these, all this stuff, who could build that up in their head? Well, and so the the next thing is, is well, then Xavier Hutchinson needs to make those catches because no it's like yes, they, no they don't have to be. Yeah. It can't be one or the I, other. I saw your tweet about that last it's night. Like, I was applauding. Like, yes, you. it's it's not mutually exclusive, and I would argue. The officials that are making way more money than the players, which is interesting, mm-hmm. should probably get their stuff right before the players do. God, I even had a guy this week, and he's a good tweeter. I don't want to call him out too much. He's an Iowa fan, but he's a like a really respectable guy. Well, I appreciate his tweets. So if you're listening, sir, I'm not taking a shot at you, but I just I didn't even get in an argument with him because I'm like I'm I'm gonna lose it and like it's gonna make me come off as a dick where I don't want to do that to this gentleman. But he was like, well, these officials are, you know, they're. They're high school principals, and they're you know th- this isn't their full time job. They're doing the best that they can. I'm like, bro, like you, you can't do that anymore, nope. right? We we can't do that anymore. You can't make that comment about refs in in this world. Youth with, sports, yes. High school sports, yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah, not, I don't, I don't, not in Big Twelve, Big Ten, SEC football because there's too much money. And, and if that's the case, and if that's your take, then you should be all about making these guys full time employees of the leagues. Full-time employees of the NC, whoever wants to employ these guys. Be great. And I, I think that that's where we should go anyways. It real, Realistically, especially in the SEC and the Big Ten, with the money that they're going to be pulling in, I, they should have full-time officials. Yep. They With the gambling, with... All this stuff, yep. So you know, much money and I've play. been talking with Mike Palm, who's odds maker over at Circa, and we were talking about they're going to have to start to do an injury report report type thing at some point interesting well it's becoming an everyday part of and why in large regard college sports continues to grow well and i would also make the argument if if you're gonna have DraftKings plastered all over these games and stuff like that like yep like you can't keep spare me the amateurism thing at this point it's getting to that point yeah no for sure i it's just listen like i'm 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 all i'm back back to blue right i'm black in the stripes here pay these guys more make them full-time employees whatever but it has to get better and then make make so the rule can be applied either it's just such a difficult situation for them because like was that hit enough to eject the guy i i don't know i don't think so was there trauma to the neck and head area yeah yes yeah there was yeah so isn't that the point yeah if the point is player safety well let's get rid of the hits that cause can cause head and neck injuries whether it's with the crown of the helmet or the the hand or the elbow or the forearm and why are these it's like we've gotten too stringent with the application Ugh. of the rule that when i see it and it looks unnecessary let me be able to throw yeah, let me throw the flag all right uh we will get to the actual game here uh coming up i want to thank our friends at gravitate co-working check them out at gravitate co-working.com 
Uh, we give my guy Jeff Wood it's, a shout out. It's like when you know if you're getting pulled over and your your wife's in labor for speeding, the, the officer has the right to say, "Okay, well, just go ahead." I mean, there needs to be some discretion here. Yeah, a little like, discretion. Like, like a little, like it doesn't have to be like, oh man, you went over the speed limit, then it's got to be this or that. Gravitatecoworking.com. You don't want to sit in your house anymore. No. Are you getting tired of sitting in your house I, at this I point? You tired need to of my house. Go to Gravitate Coworking. Go to GravitateCoworking.com. Check out what they got there. Uh, very pro cycling there. Um, I also want to give a shout out to my friend Sarah and Jeremy Danielson at DanielsonLaw.com. I'll spell that out for you. D-A-N-I-L-S-O-N Law.com. It's a husband and wife team who are, di- they're nuts. They're like, they're actually kind of like sicko cyclones. <laughs> We let those are our favorite. They're like legit. Like they plan like their whole like lives around the cyclones, which I I appreciate. I I love them. They're uh, cyclone fanatic premium subscribers. These are diehards. These are great people. I've known them for a really long time and they practice residential real estate. So if you're buying and selling a home and you need an attorney, you may as well choose a cyclone fan. These are really good people. A couple of young boys, first and third graders. They're uh, really, really cool people. And I can promise you, uh, so what's cool about Jeremy, uh, he's he's the lawyer, but Sarah's the boss. She runs the show over there. Jeremy just locked in on real estate. This is all he does. Awesome. So if you're buying and selling a home, like get a real estate it's attorney. A transaction that, you need to yeah. not be Don't cheap screw with. Yeah. that up. That should be their tagline. Don't, Don't screw, screw it up. up. <laughs> Um, let's talk about X. The guy just playing his guts oh out. Gosh. I just, I, you know, he did the pod with us this summer. And we, the cool thing is we're getting to know these guys on a personal level due to a lot of this stuff that we didn't in the past. And I just gut wrenching to watch him drop that pass. Did you see the shot of him? He was like hyperventilating on the sideline. He was so, so exhausted, exhausted. Yep. He, He's just literally is, playing, playing his guts out. I like, talked about this on post game, and it's such a hard deal. He might win the Bolitnikov this year. Okay, his his numbers yeah. are insane. I mean, they're it, but take he, a step back. His numbers are absolutely insane. Oh right? yeah, yeah. He's had these drops in just yeah. these horrible, horrible timing times. But he's caught changes, everything else. It changes the narrative. I know so easily, and I just. But the cool thing is, I really think Iowa State fans realize that too. It certainly seems like that. I me. hope so. And he, guess who was one of the persons, I the saw. first people in the press conference? Was X. Yeah. He's always yeah. answered every well, I, single I question. I thought you were going to say when Hunter ran over to him. And oh, and that too. That was I mean, cool. that was awesome. Yeah. Those, you know, the, the, the Hutchinson story is, is really, really cool. Here's a guy that came to Iowa State as, you know, he came, he came during COVID. And immediately he was like, eh, he wasn't really sure his place. It was kind of in the middle of this weird thing. His first game against Louisiana, he had a couple drops, if you remember that. Mm-hmm. But then he got better and better. We were all like, oh, this is Xavier Hutchinson. You started to get some of oh, it yeah. on the on the internet. It's like, yeah. why'd you guys hype oh, this yeah, guy? Why are you overhyping him? <laughs> I get that all the freaking time. Um, yeah. But then he's just gotten better and better. And then last offseason, he had the chance to go. He probably would have been a fourth or a fifth round NFL draft pick, right? He had the chance to go, but said, you know what? No, I want to leave this place better than where I found it. Just like Brock and Brees and David Montgomery and those and Charlie Kohler left it for me. He says, like, I want to be that leader this year because he was pretty quiet kid when he first got here. Now he is one of the vocal leaders and he, he left a lot of money on the table to not only 
uh, not go to the NFL, but he had other opportunities. Oh, he could have done the, the NFL. He could have yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And you know, you, you don't need to disclose how much he he got for that podcast for Fanatic, but it wasn't much. He's like not, it's pennies. Yeah. So he's he, not getting rich. He needs to say the officials are making more per game than he is. Okay, we can say that. And he's just playing. He's just playing outstanding football. But yet it just breaks your heart because you know he's pouring everything he has. And you know he's putting it on him tonight. Yeah, he absolutely. Just, and he just he just couldn't make. Could make the the catch, but I, you know what, that guy, for me, he's one of my all time favorites. He's a great kid, and you know, you just Chris, the numbers are ridiculous right now. Sixty seven catches, seven hundred and fifty eight yards, and five touchdowns. He is on pace for. Let me do the math here. One hundred and twenty catches, and roughly fifteen fourteen hundred yards. That would obliterate yeah any Iowa State record book. And, um, and yet, you could, yet he's probably feels as worse as any of these guys for how the season is trending. On, you mentioned him. Let's, let's talk about Jalen Knoll. Kind of his Great breakout yep. game. We we knew that that was coming. And I'll throw Hunter Deckers onto that. That's the best that we've seen him play. Uh, he has the turnover in the end zone, which was unfortunate. But he saw the field better. He wasn't just staring at X. Uh, got Jaywood involved, and I like – I've been calling for it, used his legs a little bit, and I think that here in the second half of the season, that's a huge plus for Iowa State. You know, Hunter seeing the field better, and it looked like the offensive line played a lot better with some of the substitutions that they made. Yeah, I thought I thought everybody did fine. Like, it, that was the best offensive performance Iowa State had, considering how good Texas had been on defense Correct. up to that point. And kudos to the staff and for Hunter for making adjustments. Yep. You know, I think sometimes, that, and, and I think people appreciated that, is they, they saw things weren't going well. Let's fix it. Let's make some adjustments. And it worked. And you st- that's the run game was okay. Again, not good enough. Brees Hall's really good. None of those uh, running but, backs looked healthy. So Yeah, and but you just you saw some promising things. Five weeks is a good time. You know what I thought was really cool, and I think it was uh, our guy Moldy on Twitter pointed this out. And again, not to not to get too crazy here, but Iowa State, you know, was toe to toe with arguably a top ten caliber team on the road, and played six seniors is all yesterday. So sometimes you forget. You hear about the you've heard about some of these names for so long. They seem like they're now older than they are. Now we got to keep all these young guys. So well, go, go to the no, We Will no, it's Collective. Not, it's, it's not it's not where I'm going. But but you've got you like Will McLaughlin played really well. He was great, true freshman, right? You had uh, the defense. This is I think they're probably better with Reader out there, but it looks faster with McLaughlin. Yeah, yeah. Jeremiah Cooper started as a true freshman. Yeah. TJ Tampa. They need Verdon the back, and yes. they, they like clearly there's some stuff there. But that God, I. I actually thought it. I didn't do it. I thought about texting Haycock just to get his insight. Is this your best defense? Like, think about it. Like, they're playing lights out football right now. They are so good. And, and I'm guessing he's probably pissed tonight because the offense put it on the table for him. Yeah. And they couldn't quite get that last stop, you know, to finish it off. But they played great with a lot of young guys. And so I think, as somebody said, you know, you you can be upset with how the season is going, but still have confidence in the direction of the program. And I think that's where I'm at coming at from yesterday. The and last I, couple of weeks before, I was like, man, what are we doing here? But but you started to see, all right, yeah, these guys are getting better. There is growth here. And I think Iowa State's going to gonna run into a few wins by the end of the year. One more thing for me. I'm, I'm If I have another person tweet at me comparing Matt Campbell to Scott Frost, I'm going to puke. <laughs> Stop it. The, it's just because the close loss thing, and like it's it's not remotely the same thing. So just just stop. 
Do I even What's need the, to explain? No, I, the, nobody no, the, should no, need they're, explanation. They're saying that, oh, this is getting to be very Frost-like. Oh, because they're losing the a bunch losses. of close. Come on. And it's not remotely the same thing because Matt Campbell is a proven, like he's proven that he could win at this level, right? He's done it before. Frost never won those games, ever. And this, I have no idea that this is a reversion to the mean, but Iowa State won a lot of those close games for a while. Right. Did you go 2017 yep. to 2020? They won those close games and they're not winning them now. And it's unfortunate, but this isn't remotely the stop. This is so lazy. And I'm sure that, yeah, just, just stop with that crap. There's a reason why Scott Frost got fired and people want to hire Matt Campbell. Yeah, it'd be interesting if you just looked at statistics for the best coaches. Although I don't think that we're going to have the um, Campbell search this off season. I just, no, I mean, I, I bet he could still move on if he wanted to. He still has but, a lot of cachet built up. Yeah, but a Nebraska can't hire a guy who starts own. Like, they just can't. Like I don't think so, at least. It's, I, I think it's a valid point. I mean, yeah, his, I just, his, the, the, the luster wouldn't have been the same as if when you're just coming off a festival. Yeah. If they were, you lose that team last year, and then this year they go 8-4, and four, I think that's a really easy sell to these big schools. But, like... Any school Matt would potentially leave for, like, I don't think would. I mean, if they're six and six, like, I hope they can get to six and six. Yeah. Right. Like, would they? I I, I don't know. It'd be a harder sell for your average fan. But it's it's a little Pat Fitzgerald-y. I was thinking about this. Like, Pat Fitzgerald and Northwestern. Northwestern sucks right now. But there would be schools lined up to get him if they could. I think Matt is heading into that type of a category in college football. Where when you stay someplace long enough, the luster is a little bit less. Yeah, like the David Shaw thing at Stanford. Absolutely. Same the, thing happened to Kirk in a little bit yeah, back in the yeah, 2000s. No doubt. But I, but if David Shaw like was on the market, he would probably get some decent offers. He's a, I think Matt would be a higher prospect than him. But yeah, that, that's I just wanted a, to No, say that's, a, that's, that's super true and interesting. And it's unfamiliar territory right now. I would say it hasn't been 0-4 in conference since Matt's first year. And so it's like, what, where do we go? But yet... You look at this, and it feels different to me, this does, than 2016, when it's like, man, Iowa State's got so far to go. I don't feel that. Like, no. it's, 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 no. it's there. Yeah. And, and it's, a, it's a team. I thought, again, back to Ben's Iowa Everywhere podcasters, I thought that was outstanding. Yeah, it's one of Ben's best ones. Go he check said that this, out. This team reminds me a lot of where, where my team, speaking of himself, when we played in 1999. And actually, my guy Chris Andringa pointed this out to me uh, this week the parallels between how that team lost games and how this team has lost games is almost creepily identical. Uh, you know, had leads, lost it late against good teams, but just lost some ways, found some ways, creative ways to lose, honestly. And what happened the next year, C-Dub, uh, in 2000? They got older, got more experience, and that was the, the Bruns, Sage, JJ, Ennis Haywood, Reggie Hayward, went 9-3 and three the next year. So this team's really close. Mm-hmm. Got to figure out how to get over the hump. You, you hope that some of those things will go your way. You'll catch that pass next time. That targeting, that targeting rule will go your way. But I, back to a point I was going to say earlier, I would be curious if you got you know the, the 10 best coaches in the NFL and NCAA of all time. If somebody's really bored and wants to look this up, I'd be curious what their score, what their record is in one-score games. Because anymore in college football, mm-hmm. the really good coaches are winning games by 7-plus, and so it doesn't come down to mm-hmm. the ball bouncing here or there. I bet most are right around 500. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know at the point. end of the day how much a coach can really do outside of clock management 
to control if your guy makes the catch or not, or if the flag goes your way, or you get the pass interference here. I'm going to guess Matt, if we look back since 2016 on, is probably close to 500. I would bet every single coach is too. It just feels worse because it's all recent. It's, it's all recent, and I would say it's what two of its last ten in one score game. Yeah, that's no, a that's a good point. I think you're probably right. Let's uh, real quick give a shout out to our buddy Tom Killiper, uh, Killiper Corp. Uh, they are um, interesting company. They they may, they're in the flexible packaging business. You ever heard of that, Bloom? Flexible packaging. Well, I have because I know my guy Tom Killer. So, yeah. So here they 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 make like plastic bags. They make like uh, you know like uh, you buy a let's say you buy some um, dishwasher soap, right? The 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 plastic imaging that is wrapped around there they make the iowa state bookstore bags yeah do you know that i did not know that snappy popcorn oh yeah the official official popcorn of iowa state they uh they make those so holy cow i well tommy he's got more stuff going on than i realized yeah if you go to killipercorp.com for anybody out there and you need any of this flexible packaging for your business, you need bags. Come on, a lot of people need bags and stuff out there. Help an Iowa, look at an Iowa company, yeah, would yeah. you? Killiper Corp. An Ames company at that. Dot com. It is time for the Big 12 segment here on Williamson Plume. Of course, we are presented by our friends at Wiffles Hybrid. They bring us the Big 12 segment every single year. Fiercely independent since 1946, baby. Plant Wiffles. I've been wearing my Wiffles Hybrid gear around everywhere i had my hat on uh hat on the other day i'm going back comments. to clorinda for the bye week and i think i'm gonna rock a lot of wh- i want to blend in with the farmers you know when i head out to the uh shit we d my my uncle uh, my uncle-in-law up in fairmont minnesota he uh he saw me talking about wiffles he's like he, he has now switched to be a wiffles dealer has he really yeah that's big so i'm gonna give him my flag to fly nice. on his dock in fairmont minnesota big they're all time. the way up there your Wiffles hybrid flag. Yeah. Good old, uh, good old John Bear. I was going to fly that at my, Minnesota. at my next uh, tailgate for so the it's Oklahoma ready. game. Fear, I mean, it, my, my uncle-in-law, John Barrett, is fiercely independent. Makes sense. He's with Wiffles. God love him. Thank you so much, Wiffles Hybrid, uh, for our sponsorship here as we talk Big 12 football in this segment each and every week. Uh, what, do we, uh, what do we make from Oklahoma, Kansas? What do we take away from that? That game exa- went exactly how I thought it would. D- Depends on where you bet that game because yeah, a lot of people, got, it got north of got 10 there at the burned end. Yeah. at the end because it was clearly one-sided. I was very lucky. I teased it, and I had Kansas at 17, so I survived. Uh, Oklahoma with Gabriel is a different machine offensively. Yeah. So, I mean, they just are completely different. It's clear that their coordinator, quarterback situation, a lot more comfortable. I mean, those guys have worked together for years. The backup's not any good. We're catching them at the wrong time, unfortunately. Well, yeah, I mean, so from that standpoint, they are, when he's there with their skill guys, they are still a legit top three offense in the Big 12, in my opinion. Defense still has major issues. I mean, there was caverns for Kansas at times to run through. And honestly, if Kansas doesn't turn it over recklessly a couple of times in the first half, that game goes right down the wire. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking at this from two weeks from now, it's and Iowa State's gonna have to put up some points. I know Iowa State's defense is really good. I think Texas and Oklahoma with Gabriel are very similar, and so uh, yeah, more of the same. More of the same with with what Iowa State's going to have to do in two weeks. But I think it's a nice time for a bye week. 
I think Oklahoma has a bye week as well. I believe so, yes. Because so, so this game was supposed to be on a Thursday. Thursday right. So yeah. the Bulls should be healthy. Gabriel will be there. And I think it's, it's a chance to be up in the upper 20s and 30s on that, that Saturday in Ames. We'll have plenty of time to talk about yeah. that game. Uh, the Baylor-West Virginia they, game was phenomenal Thursday night. My point is don't look at Oklahoma from what Texas did to them yeah. and what they what, how they got embarrassed by uh, TCU. It's a different team when Gabriel's healthy. Completely agree with you. The um, tech, the TCU Oklahoma State game was an all timer. It was one of the best Big Twelve games in the last ten years. It was real, and and gosh, it's Spencer Sanders kind of faltered at the he worst time. He was really, really terrible in the second half. Yeah, he was so good for until now, yeah. and it's just like he yeah. just kind of lost it there in the second half. And TCU, uh, TCU to me, it reminded me a lot of those those. Campbell teams where they just don't they, they're not giving up like I think the past couple of years under Patterson you saw it in names last year they'd get behind and they would just kind of throw up the white flag and say we're done they get behind 14 to Oklahoma State they just kept pounding pounding at it and you know made plays in the end and Max Duggan's tough. He may not be the most talented quarterback, but but he's a winner and continue to make plays. He uh, behind the hooker kid is my would be number two on my Heisman <laughs> poll right now. He's, you said it on Thursday, and I was like, okay, CW, they're the best chance now for the Big Twelve to make the playoff. Absolutely, and they were picked tenth. Yeah, didn't didn't our guy Stu Mandel have them tenth? Our guy Stu Mandel didn't he have them tenth? Yes, he did. Okay. I, although I was, I'm not going to. I'm not who was, a major beef with one of the national guys. It wasn't Mandel. I think it may have been the Bear has had Kansas State TCU in the championship game, which looks like Holy a pretty, pretty good take right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, Mandel had them. I think TCU like two two wins. Two, yeah, two or, and ten. I think it was. So yeah. that gives me to, Baylor West Virginia was phenomenal. Um, yeah, it was. It brings really me to realistically, if we had to reassess the Iowa State I, season, oh. like where do you have them? I think they'll get to six and six. I don't think seven and five is on the table. It's just the Big Twelve's too even. Yeah, I mean you got. I think they'll find a way to get to six and six with the three home games left. I, I would, I would agree. It's crazy, right? I mean you're you're zero and four, and you're in the dumps, and you're fourteen points away. From, yeah, it's just like, what are we doing? But yeah, I mean I think I think so. Uh, Oklahoma and West Virginia at home, then at Oklahoma State. Tech at home at TCU. The game at Oklahoma State is the hardest left on the schedule, in my opinion. I think that's harder than at TCU. I'm not. I, I'm still think Oklahoma State, from what I saw with my two eyes. Why, TCU, why do you TCU, hate TCU? TCU won the game. I understand that. I, I just think it's a tougher road game to go to. Stuttgart. Better quarterback TCU. Uh, yeah. But no. So out of those, yes, I think I would say can get three. And I would probably Sonny say kind of created a monster down the, there. The three home games are looking most realistic. Those are three big games. I mean, mm-hmm. if you start to talk about, okay, goals for this year, let's tr- for the program, if you can get those extra practices, it's big, you know, and um, and get those some young guys some more development, some more time, and this is a big a, a good time for bye week. But then these two, yeah. this little home game stand, two critical games for Iowa State for going forward. Figuring out a way to get to six and six would be massive. It's, it'd be big, and just. Even a, getting a win against an Oklahoma is a big deal. It always is against those guys. Well, I hope that the fans are as nutty for that game as they were at Texas last year. I hope so, too. Because Think about this, guys. Iowa State's beaten Oklahoma at home one time since 1959. And most of you couldn't go because of COVID. And that was two years ago. Yeah. So it, this, is the last, this is the last time we'll get to see Oklahoma in Ames. 
And I, I've, I think it's the game is, you know, it's sold pretty well. But if you can, go to that game. I mean, all things considered, it's probably the last time Oklahoma will ever play in Ames again. Feels a little bit too like the fan base chilled out a little bit this week. I think, I think people, think? I, I, I agree. I think people wanted to see improvement. And there's no way you can say that Iowa State didn't improve yeah. from that K-State game to the Texas game. Iowa State went toe-to-toe and had a, a team that had Alabama beat in the similar uh place three weeks prior it's like iowa state is again the, the, the talent i don't think is the question the execution still leaves a little bit to be desired as far as special teams the block punt again got to clean it up but some of the drop balls but you can't you can't look at texas and look at iowa state and say man that's a mismatch those teams are pretty even and that's a good sign with all of iowa state's youth yeah no doubt all right it is time um we've it, we really appreciate all the constant yakety sacks tweets. <laughs> I feel like every time I pull up Twitter, somebody's tweeted. Somebody, at me. <laughs> somebody tweeted at us. Did you see this? He tweeted us from Nashville. Where yeah, the, the, where the, the original was, yakety sacks was recorded, and it literally made my day. It made my day. Whoever you are, sir, the fact that he thought of us and went to the studio just to take a picture. I was so proud. I was so proud that you listened to this podcast. It's just amazing, like, of all the content we've cranked out over the last 20 years, like, the stuff people remember. Boots, Randolph, and Yakety Sacks. Check out our friends uh, at WebWise. If you need some web development, try webwise.com. Try webwise.com. I hired them to do all my WordPress stuff. Really good guys. Huge, nutty cyclones. I actually need to call them for something. Well, you get a great deal. Okay. I'm going to need to call them. I tell you, I've priced it around with Cyclone okay. Fanatic over the years. We're, these I'm working guys on are, some stuff. These guys are great. Guess the point spreads here with uh, Brent Bloom. Hold on, I'm, pr- I'm pulling up my app here. Um, is no Iowa State game, no Vikings game for me, so it'll be Stress, a very stress-free, stress-free weekend. <laughs> what could go wrong? God, who's going to transfer? Sorry, I don't. I didn't mean that. Uh, just for fun, Iowa at Ohio State. Oh my gosh, twenty-three, twenty-eight. Mm. That seems like a lot. Houston, the Cougs at Navy. Oh, boy. Houston, four. Three. Well done. Thank you. Kansas at Baylor. Oof. Ooh, man. Baylor, nine. Eight and a half. Cincinnati at SMU. Oh, this is... What, ooh, that's, that's tasty. Um... Pickup. Incorrect. Cincinnati three and a half. Ooh, okay. All right. Go Bearcats. Big 12, baby. West Virginia at Texas Tech. West, wow. Wow. Tech six. Four. Not a lot of respect for the Red Raiders there. No. no really. Although I think it's more that West Virginia is not nearly as bad as everybody thought. They, they aren't were. that bad. Yeah, people completely that, that was, overreacted. That was what I expected, that yeah. more of them, like we saw against Baylor. That was actually really easy money Thursday night I, if you follow yeah, that if you stuff. participate, yes. BYU at Liberty. 
Did you see this, by the way, that Iowa State's BYU's dedicated rival for basketball? Yeah, I told our premium subscribers that like two months ago. That's interesting. It's like, okay, let's get it on, bro. Thanks for reading the premium stuff, Bloom. I didn't want to give it away. Just kidding. It's finally released. Yeah. What was the game? Who's BYU played? At Liberty. Oh, wow. Wow. A lot of conservatives there. A lot of stuff there, yeah. Um... I have no idea on Liberty this year. Is Hugh Freeze still Liberty, there? Liberty, Liberty, BYU Liberty. BYU 4. Six. BYU 6. Three and a half. You should have oh, stubbed it with your gut. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Texas at Oklahoma State. Oh. The, the analytics love Texas. Yeah. The FBI loves really, really do. Texas. Pick them. Five. Texas. By five? Yeah. Get on that if you now if you like Oklahoma State. Oh my goodness! That's a yeah. No, I like I that a lot. Get, I would have been with you close to a pick. Here's the deal: Here, Oklahoma State will literally punch you in the face. And I don't know if Texas can handle it two weeks in a row. Yeah, I don't know either. Texas, I'm old. Yeah, they're certainly talented. We know that. How about Ewers pulling a Brock Purdy and throwing it backwards? What the hell was and then, that? And then yeah. they picked it up. Frustrated. Kansas State at TCU, battle of unbeatens in the Big Kansas 12. Kansas State at TCU, oh, wow. TCU, six and a half. Um, hold on, I was pulling up something else. TCU by five. That's that's appropriate. That's going to be a fun game, too. It's got to be it, Coach. That is it. Now, I've got to find the point spread for our nationally ranked green wave of Tulane. Yeah. Entering the top 25 for the first time since 1998. Go green. Memphis at Tulane. Uh, oh, Tulane. Five. Six. Have you gotten that jersey yet? No. Troy. Nope. I haven't gotten anything. So let me tell Troy Dannon. I really want to do it as like a backdrop on my Iowa Everywhere yeah. stuff. Like LaGrange, Iowa's own Troy Dannon. Yeah, I'd like to have some Green Wave gear. We so we're, we're a, creating we can, that new studio, right? Yeah, we can have a Sunbelt team. Absolutely. Actually, aren't they in the American? What, yeah, they are in the American. Sorry. It's yeah. all Sorry, Troy. I reckon that's it. Thank you, Boots. Randolph. Um, I, I'm going to go back to that old, the other one where it's like really like, well, I would say it was winning games. Yeah. So where it's the really slow moving. I think we need to do it's that. almost sensual before Oklahoma, the sensual yeah. sacks. I prefer mm-hmm. the sensual sacks compared to the, uh, you know, the rough, just r- rough rigid rowdy. one. Yeah. You're not alone. That'll come up uh, next week. We'll go back to the sensual sacks. Perfect. Uh, Big 12 football basketball media days coming up in uh, Kansas City this week. Jared Stansbury will be down there. Gosh, it just kind of happens. On yep. Here. Media day this week for Iowa State. So, real quick, you're not doing TV now. I'm not. Yeah, no, have you, I made – I don't know if – I said that publicly you, Thursday. Yes. I am not allowed to be on the ESPN Plus broadcast anymore because that sucks. of my – Involvement with Iowa State's 
name, image, and likeness payments. And I might as well say it too. Scott Christofferson is, I can respect this. He's so busy with his kids and job that he's not doing anything. Yeah, he's got anything. Like one-year-olds. Yeah. And he's four hours so away. So he's out. I, but hey, um, I can't. But I honestly, I had bla- Scott, I, I feel bad. It's more for me personally that uh, Scott was just the most genuine guy. And I sucks. totally get it. I, yeah, he's got to concentrate on family and Same work. reason I quit radio. Yeah, like I, so you, There's only so many hours in the day. Yeah. And Scott drove, people. Scott, Scott will drove, be back at some He will. Point. He drove from La Crosse, Wisconsin to every single of those broadcasts. Yeah, is, when you guys were yeah, calling them. Like, like at Jackson State on yeah. a Sunday at noon, he would leave at 6 in the morning to be get down there for a pre-production meeting. And he'd been up all night with twins. Mm-hmm. Like the guy did it because he loves TJ and wanted to help the program out more than the money. I mean, we were, weren't making a lot of money, trust mm-hmm. me. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm going to miss having some Sunday. We I just had a blast with that guy. So hopefully it's not the end for either of us. I don't think it will be. Scott will be back Scott in some capacity. Back, yeah. He's got the itch. Um, He's really just good a really, too. really, really good analyst, and I'll I'll miss that. Uh, as far as the corner three pod goes, I think we're going to have some combination of you and me and Stansberry all kind of doing yeah, it I together. Can, I can't stay. Basketball is my thing. So yeah, I'll well, that's why I figured. Like, and you you watch as much college basketball as anybody, it. and you and Stansberry will be a good pair for that. And then, you know, I I can I can chip in in my capacity too, but. Um, yeah, but the media day was last week for the men. I am doing look ahead to this week. Wednesday morning, they sit down with Bill Finley. Now he's in Kansas City the day before. Awesome. But I'm gonna do. But those deals are. If you're not like just walking around the hallway and stuff, they're really kind of pointless. But the. Yeah. The basketball one's good because there's just not nearly as much media there, so you can go and just bullshit with Scott Drew, right? Like, which I that's that's, that's the real the value part. of those things. So we'll we'll see what Jared gets from those deals. I believe Brett Yormark is giving a opening thing on Tuesday. You see, he was active in uh, on the talk show circuit this week. Yes, on the podcast, he was on ESPN quite a bit with Huggins and Scott Drew. So a little different. Yeah, he's trying to see the strategic effort here to get I get the Big Twelve out in front. No doubt, no That's doubt. Smart, uh, but he let's work, is. Let's work on the officials. So though. Basically, anytime your mark talks, talks, he creates some sort of news. It feels like yeah. so. Uh, we'll Something see what he happen. has to say on Tuesday. Uh, that's coming up in Kansas City. I think that's it for me. Uh, I bye are week. You, yeah, I, I'm excited for that Bill Fenley conversation because I think they have as much buzz. As far as being a national contender as an Iowa State team, uh, right in the same conversation, C-Dubbers, I would say that one that Hoiberg had, uh, Steve Prohm, maybe his first year. You know, we had all those guys back. I would it almost feels that argue, way basketball-wise. I feel like they have a realistic chance to do more. Well, I... I because the, the women's game's just so different and then the amount of newcomers that they... I mean, they're not working in really anybody other than... Source. Yeah. And she's... She's right? kind of like plug the, and play. these these women have played together forever, and like I I think they should be able to hit the ground running. Right, it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. If you you know if there's ever time like yeah I don't know the, get, get up to Hilton Golf Team. I am planning on it. I almost bought season tickets, but I didn't do it because it's just 
I'm sure I you can't can, get to every. I'm gonna get you to. Can, and they're really cheap single game tickets. I'm gonna get to a to get to ton of games this I'm year and you, take bro. my girls. I'm with you. Just, I'm ready to go. My kids are locked in already. Well, the the seven year old is. She's been asking me when Will's grandpa is gonna be on TV more. I'm gonna be there riding the officials from the second row. Bloom's just. I'm no longer in the media, out. so it doesn't really matter. All right. Uh, thanks to all of our great sponsors. Thanks to all of you for listening. We appreciate it. Williamson Bloom will be back here next Sunday night. Cheers. From the lips to the hips, we're complicit in needing the 